welcome back to the Take Heart Podcast with Brain and Olivia. We're on episode three. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to start off today with a weird story from Olivia. So take it away. Oh, dear. I was like thinking about this the entire week because Ray was like, right now you need to give one. And like, I do have a lot of weird stories, but. The one that comes to mind, which is like probably the most recent, or like one of the most recent, is to do with another pro story. So you'll either like find me really, really weird after this, but also I am weird. So I accept that, you know, just embrace the weirdness, in my opinion. So like Rain, I live in like a really old kind of like Victorian house sort of situation. Um, so I like actually can't open my window more than like an inch and it takes two people to open it and two people to close it. It's that bad. That's the same way. Actually, it's horrific. But anyway, so our toilets, we have like four toilets in our house. One we can't use after like 10 o'clock because it sounds like a siren's going off. Um, and then there's two on my floor and there's one on the bottom floor. Now the two on my floor every so often kind of like won't flush and they just kind of stop working um something to do with like air locking and stuff but anyway so there was one day and it was a thursday i remember it quite clearly and vividly in my brain and um, when i went to the toilet and you know i just really needed to go so i did my number one and i did my number two and you know that's a normal human body reaction so make fun of me all you want but anyway i went to flush the toilet <laughs> didn't work and I was like oh no and this is like one of the like earlier weeks where I hadn't like known a lot of my housemates yet either so it was a bit of a like <laughs> who knows what's going on okay I was like right okay so if someone's going to fix this toilet I don't want them to see my poo I don't want them to have to scoop it out because like it's obviously not flushing they might have to like stick like, hand down and, I just didn't want to do it so I was like right what do I have that I can use nearby to get this poo out because I'm, I'm not going to use my hands. Like, I refuse to do that because that's a bit, you know, disgusting. Um, and I was like, right, um, okay, I'm trying to think, trying to think. And I saw, like, a box of plastic bags sitting on the toilet. I was like, right, that's it. That's my mission, right? So I got one of the plastic bags, and I, I've got two dogs, so I'm kind of used to picking up poo sort of fine. So it's okay. So then <laughs> put, like, my hand in it and just scooped up my poo in this plastic bag put it in the bin and was like right that's fine it's okay and um, housemates also knew that the toilet wasn't working and then we had to get like the staff to come fix it it's a whole, a whole like issue sort of thing um and then that night i will stay sort of thing um so where i live is like a chaplaincy and it's really it's lovely but they hold like different events so like bible studies and then this one was to do with like any big questions so we're going to like a book someone picks a big question we discuss it okay and again like i said i didn't know my housemates that well at this stage so we're just gonna bear this in mind of like it's really one of their first reactions of me meeting me mm-hmm and we sat there, I was talking to one of my housemates, and she's lovely, and we just kind of sat talking, and she's like, oh, so how's your day, like, before it started? And then I was like, I've had such a situation with the toilet today, she's like, oh my goodness, like, what's happened, like, is everything okay? And I went and told her this entire story, and she burst out laughing, and everyone else went dead silent, and I was like, oh no, oh no, like, it's not that funny, it's not that funny, I promise, and then I was like, oh no, no, go, go on, tell them, tell them, and I was like, no, no. I can't I, I just can't um, and I ended up having to go to the toilet I came back and I was like 
did it happen again Olivia and I was like no I promise you it didn't and she's still like bursting herself laughing everyone's like oh no what's so funny and I was like oh no it doesn't matter they're like oh it's probably not even that funny anyway and I was like not that funny want to bet so I went and told them bear in mind there's like a leader like a staff um member here present as well who again didn't know me that well and went and told the story and like everyone's like like laughing their heads off getting along you're like oh my goodness you're just the poo girl and I was like thank you so much I just love that being a nickname um it's still a running joke to this day and stuff like that of like scooping poo out of the toilet great it's great and it's not just me and obviously does it by the way because the toilets aren't actually working at the moment <laughs> funny as we're recording this that it's not working I didn't do a poo I didn't scoop anything out before you ask um, and our leader she literally turned around and was like Olivia I just can't look at you the same way and then she's like <laughs> let's move on the conversation from poo and toilet issues and I was like thank you so much <laughs> so yeah scooping poo out of a toilet with a bag right we love stories <laughs> literally <laughs> never gonna understand it but anyway let's divert this somewhere else on a slightly more godly path from poo (laughs) (laughs) poo story every week or something hopefully we get more stories that aren't all poo related but you know you know we'll see um so this week we're gonna be talking about parables now me and Rain were talking about this coming up with like ideas to talk about and we thought actually there's a lot of different parables which gives us like a wide scope and range and we can always come back to this as well at a later stage and so for anyone who doesn't really know what a parable is and it's when Jesus was teaching they're mostly found in the New Testament along with the five gospels and now they're quote-unquote earthly stories with a heavenly meaning Ooh, love that quote and um, absolutely it's so so true so jesus would tell these stories that would relate to the people of the time so for us it could be something to do with like social media it could be doing with tv but for that time that they were present they tended to be farmers so there's a lot of like farmer ones like sort of the seeds seed and laven like it could be lost sheep as well and um, definitely there's just like so so many we could go into but just for this morning, me and Rain will be talking about one each. So Rain's picked one and I've picked one. I don't want to reveal it before Rain does because she might just be like, no, it's mine. So um, <laughs> let her just go for it. Um, but yeah, no, it's just to expand on our thoughts on it and just why it's really struck us and why it's one of our, I say favourites. I mean, I love them all personally, but one of the ones that comes to mind anyway. So Rain, kick us yeah. off. Yeah, so... I want to talk about the, I feel like this is one of probably the most well-known parables. I feel like most of the parables are quite well-known, but I want to talk about the prodigal son. Um, I remember, like, as I was thinking about this, growing up, then we used to get read, like, a Bible story every night. Um, but one of my favourite ones was the prodigal son and it was like one of those picture books i feel like most most people who grew up in a christian family probably had this book but uh it was like my favorite book um and i think still it is one of my favorite parables one of my favorite um passages from the bible really um and if you haven't heard of it um i do have the passage but it is very long so briefly it is basically there is a father and he has two sons 
and one of the sons asks for his inheritance early um, and he goes off basically with this inheritance and he parties and he um, yeah kind of just runs off with the money does whatever he wants with it the other brothers left working for his father um, and take in mind this is the younger son so he wouldn't usually even get the biggest inheritance, he wouldn't usually get the inheritance, I think. Um, it would usually be the older son, but the father was splitting it between them. Anyway, basically, he, the son, like, money is gone because he's, he's put on things that aren't, are basically meaningless, parties, things with friends. He's got loads of friends, but then when he loses money, he loses all of his friends. He's sitting in pig food. That was my favorite part when I was growing up sitting in pig food um, <laughs> and then he decides why am I sitting eating pig food my father will take me as a servant I'll go back to my father and ask him beg him to be a servant so he goes back to his father and he's about to ask him to be his servant because he's lost all of his money um, and he thought it's better than eating pig food um, and his father welcomes him with open arms runs to him um, and that's the phrase we get, like, my son was once lost and now he's found. Um, and his father puts on the best robe, a ring, sandals for his feet, refuses to let him be his servant. He throws a party for him. And there's more to the story afterwards. But my, I think the part that just sticks out so much for me, and we'll dive into it a bit, later when we talk about Olivia's as well but um it's just how forgiving his father is like his father doesn't um just come and say no you literally went and wasted all my money go away his love isn't conditional but rather it shows the father heart of God that God's love is so unconditional for us and um, when he welcomes us with open arms and I think that is my favorite image like in my head is just like the outstretched arms of a father welcoming you home no matter what and I think that is the the message is that no matter what you've done God still welcomes you with open arms um and yeah I think that is just to me unconditional love is almost so unfathomable um, but yeah, because like, I feel like the love that we experience here can be so conditional. Like even when you love people, like if they do something to wrong you, it's so easy just to write them off. Do you know what I mean? But, um, actually the love that we're supposed to show is this unconditional love. And that is the challenge for me. And I feel like for us, um, after reading this parable, but yeah, that's it kind of in short. Um, and I'm excited to hear what yours is, Olivia. Oh, no, it's so true that it's just really incredible. Um, no, but it's just so true. Like, you can just come home and they just forgives you and just loves you unconditionally. I just love it. It's just a really good story. I've got, I, got, yeah. I don't know, it just, like, rages words. And it's like, yes! And I'm like, yes, girl, you can do it. <laughs> do you know as well, I do remember, sorry, just jumping in quickly again. Um... <laughs> Uh, when I was at Port Stewart Baptist, then um, Billy Graham's daughter came and she spoke on this passage and how it relates to her life. 
Um, and so she was saying, I'll just quickly go over it. But she was, she was saying that basically, um, I can't remember the full story, but basically she walked away from God, walked away from her family because she wanted to basically get married to this man who wasn't a Christian and live her life however she wanted. And then she went through a really messy separation, messy divorce. <clears throat> and um, she hadn't spoken to her dad, Billy Graham, in years. And then all of a sudden, she just, she just needs to come home. And she comes home and her dad literally asks no questions and is just there to welcome her with open arms, like just like the image of God. And she could just go home and he was gonna not ask anything and just love her how she was. And I just think, wow, what a, what a testimony, really. That is literally like the, the parable of the uh, prodigal son literally foreshadowed that moment of him welcoming her home. But I just love that, yeah. Anyway. God does that though. God does like those wee things where it's just like, here, you need this passage. Oh, it's gonna happen to you. And you're like, what? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> and that literally true. happened. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's just so, so good. Um, but yeah, sorry. I, I was really tangent because I really just love that parable as well. Like I'm a big, big fan, I have to say. Um, but yeah, we'll try and like divert this now. Um, so my wee parable that I've chosen is the parable of the unforgiving servant and it's in Matthew 18. Now it's like a long chunk too, so I'm not going to go the whole way through it. But in short, basically what happens is Peter asks Jesus saying, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And then Jesus says, I don't say you seven times, but 77 times. Now, um, I just think it's a really powerful passage. So Jesus tells the story of a master, a servant, and like another servant. Okay, so I'll say servant one and servant two, just so we can clarify. So servant one owes the master. Servant one is owing him so much money and he comes to the master and the master's like you've got to pay up servant one gets on his knees he's like i can't do this i'm so sorry please please forgive me okay master then goes okay i forgive your debts okay now servant one goes away and he's owed money by servant two servant two owes him this whole loads of money same situation kind of happens um except servant one doesn't turn around and say i forgive you servant one turns around he's like no pay up. Like, you owe me this money, pay up. Um, now there's like a bystander. The bystander sees this happening and reports this to the master. The master then turns around and says, why would did you, like, why did you forgive him? You should be forgiving others if I have forgiven you. Um, now this story basically goes with Jesus forgives us, God forgives us, we've sinned so much against him. And yet we can turn around to people and say, they may have done us wrong, but we don't forgive them. That's not the Christian attitude. We should be giving, forgiving people no matter what. So at the very end of this passage, it goes, so also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. The master ends up throwing servant one into prison. And that really is powerful. It's just, it's a really, really sad story. If we can't forgive others, God's going to show that we've been forgiven so, so much. Like we sin almost every single day and we come to God and we're like, Lord, just please forgive us. And he does. He wipes our debts clean. He's like, I love you regardless. Um, but when we ask for forgiveness, it happens. And I think it's so easy 
when people wrong us and we can just be like we can hold this grudge against them we can either just cut them out of our lives or we can absolutely just I don't even know just hold this grudge for years on end and actually forgiveness sets us free um and you just don't hold that grudge anymore and you feel free and just full of love by God um, I know that's a big story for me. I just kind of link this into my like own story. So obviously when growing up, my father wasn't the greatest. Um, that's probably the nicest way I could put that. Um, and he did a lot of bad stuff to me and my family, um, specifically my mum. But it came like years later where I just sat there and was like, I'm just full of this like hatred. Like this isn't good. So I remember I was like, it was like the whole March time when I was like 16 where everything kind of like was like changing and I actually read my bible and sort of thing and I remember I'm like no I have to let this go and like it's not I will go out of my way and speak to him because I'm not going to but letting go and saying here I forgive you regardless and like he hurt my family a lot and I understand that but because we have been forgiven by God for all of our sins how much more should we forgive others we should be showing that love and that's just so important we are there's a certain word for it i can't even think advocates for christ on earth we're meant to be displaying him being christ-like image and there's a lot of people i do just don't forgive others and actually it does annoy me i'm like <laughs> yes they've hurt you and i understand that yes they should apologize but like jesus says we should be keep forgiving well I'm I not just, saying that you have to absolutely just like here come back into my life I'm not saying you have to do that I'm just saying forgive them and move on I'm not saying you have to like hold this grudge you have to like let them into your life let them keep doing these things bring it up to them being like you're, you've done this to me but you know what I do forgive you and I'm gonna move on because you know it's not the end of the world I'll let Rain go and talk because I know she's like, eager you can tell that she's going like this I was just gonna say the um like forgiveness doesn't mean i approve of what you've done but forgiveness yeah. is actually this kind of sign that you know you're ready to move i think when you're a christian i don't think you can expect non-christians to to forgive because obviously when they don't follow the same rules as you do or the same book you do they're not gonna live up to that standard because they've got different standards for their lives um but i think as a christian you really almost have no excuse not to forgive because because of what jesus did and i know that is so much easier said than done because forgiveness is hard it takes so much and when people have wronged you and hurt you the the right thing feels like holding that because they've hurt you like they can't get away with that but actually when you forgive them it's not that they're getting away with it it's actually that you're moving on from that you're ready to say do you know what even though you hurt me and even though this has affected me i'm willing to move on and say you're forgiven because jesus forgave me and it doesn't even necessarily look, have to look like going to them and be like, I forgive you, because I don't think that's always the right thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, and they're like, what for? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think yeah. even, 
even with things like sometimes people don't even know that they've hurt you and but for you to move on and say do you know what i forgive you even though you may not even know that you've hurt me even if you don't recognize how much you've hurt me i still choose to forgive you but yeah sorry i just wanted to say that. no like you've actually worded it perfectly i'm like trying to like put all these words in my head and try and like string the sentences together it doesn't always work um but no exactly like people don't always realize that they've hurt you and i think like rain saying you don't have to go to their face and be like here rain i forgive you they're like for what exactly like i don't know what's going on and it's more just for your own heart and for your own sake because not everyone will follow the same rules not everyone's going to turn around and say here look i believe in jesus i'm gonna like forgive you or like they're not don't always have that mindset to forgive others and because people do do hold grudges and there's quite a few that i would know in my own life that would probably be like that too but it's and it's so easy to do in a sense being the bigger person yeah exactly um it's almost sense like being that bigger person saying actually holding this grudge is affecting me and that's not a good thing and it can affect your relationship with god as well and do you know what it's never too late to say sorry i think that's the other thing because like even even recently i've felt like things still almost hung over me because although the situations in my life had moved on and things had happened since then like years ago i still decided you know what i still feel that hung over me that i didn't act right in that situation or I could have hurt someone without even knowing how much it was hurting them. And so I just went and apologized to someone that I felt I'd hurt like six years ago. But you know what? I feel like even six years later, there's still healing in that. There's still things you can learn yourself from that. And I just thought, you know what? Like, what would, would I want to be apologized to even six years down the line? Yeah. So I think... I should just go and be like, you know what, even though this is kind of awkward, I haven't spoken to you in in six years. <laughs> I want to come and say sorry and yeah, just talk to you. And I did that, like I just sent a message, but she was so grateful. And I think you just don't know how it's going to affect someone. Not everyone's going to have that same response, I, I think. But at the same time, that is also part of forgiveness is when you've done something wrong, being able to take responsibility for your own actions and apologize. I reckon, I think in my own life, that I'm kind of speaking to myself here. <laughs> no, but you're so right. Um, like I would have been in a similar situation where there's a girl in primary school and like, I wasn't the nicest to her. She wasn't the nicest to me either, but like it came to a conclusion of like, years later I was like I saw her like walking across the street I just walked over and was like here look I'm sorry I'm sorry for those years and like I truly did apologize and she was like actually thank you for that like like Rain says like it's not always going to be a positive reaction but it's more likely going to be a positive reaction than a negative reaction quite frankly um but it is taking responsibility and saying actually I've done something here. I am so so sorry because people will, will be thankful like years later on. No, they will. Like, I think that was like that was like three, four years later on. Not exactly six, but it was a good while later. Um, but I think forgiveness is such a powerful thing in the Bible. Um, you can go into so much depth about it, 
or like for how sure. it affects both you and the other person like <laughs> literally me and Rika probably sit and talk for ages like <laughs> genuinely you could talk so long about it with so many different people forgiveness affects not only you forgiving but also the person receiving it <laughs> but like it is just really I don't know I could just sit in all of it I'm just like God forgives us so much how much more should we forgive others and like it is just setting yourself free from that grudge I've seen people holding grudges for years on end and it can really destroy their hearts and like someone can be so so joyful holding on to a grudge can really just like they lose their personality and they just think about it so much like I actually hate that person and I'm like but yeah that's not a good thing that's the (laughs) thing though isn't it like when when you refuse to forgive someone or when you hold on to something because you think well I shouldn't get away with it then actually you're hurting yourself more than probably the person that you're not forgiving do you know what I mean that it affects you more inside and yeah I just think you're called to more I think is what we're trying to say you're called to more than holding on to that bitterness because forgiveness actually can set you free and that's the whole thing isn't it but and I also think that like these two stories actually go hand in hand because unconditional love of the father results in him forgiving us for everything that we've done and i think those two go hand in hand so when when we're christians we're called to have this forgiveness which comes from a place of love so i think they do go hand in hand so when are you going to do your next sermon on it ryan (laughs) (laughs) but um it is true though like it's not like you're forgiving out of something else you're forgiving out of the unconditional love but like that's literally it and like if you sit and think about it that way of here god's done this for me how much more should i or like the whole thing about praying i was talking about like a few weeks i say a few weeks ago probably was a few weeks ago at this rate and of like jesus went and prayed in the morning how much more should we jesus sat and forgave people who were next to him on the cross Paul forgive those who are stoning him how much more should we forgive and like they probably aren't people stoning us it's probably not exactly what's happening today but someone saying like a mean comment or someone making fun of you behind your back or talking about you I'm like yeah it can hurt but if you sit and think on it you're gonna come with all these negative thoughts but if you change that mindset of maybe that person's hurting and maybe that's why they've done that but you know what I'm gonna forgive them and like you don't have to go and say it but just even saying god just help me forgive this person and that's a prayer that i have prayed because like i really sometimes do struggle i feel like forgiveness is a choice every day like it's not just something that can kind of come all of a sudden sometimes especially when it's deep rooted like when it's been something that has so much hurt sometimes forgiveness means waking up and deciding yeah i'm still gonna forgive that person today lord give me a heart of forgiveness like what you're saying but i just think yeah it, it has to be a choice you make every day forgiveness is an active choice that you make but you're not in it alone okay no. i think everyone struggles with it and the best thing that i find is just praying about it quite frankly of god i know i've done this wrong help me say sorry or saying here like i'm really struggling to forgive this person for what they've done lord help me to forgive them and god pulls through like jesus is holding your hand being like here you can do this like 
I'm here with you and it just really opens up your heart to a lot more things because I've become more joyful and happy like not focusing on that because that's not our meaning our purpose of life isn't to sit and be like I'm gonna hold a scratch because you wouldn't give me the last chocolate in the chocolate jar or something like that's not our like purpose our purpose is to be joyful in God and sharing that love and you could do a whole nother speech on love and what that (laughs) means and how that infiltrates every aspect of your life like oh my goodness but um no forgiveness is just really powerful and like I just love it because that really meant a lot to me like a few weeks ago where there was like a disagreement with someone in my um housemate and like it was partly my, it was partly my fault it wasn't fully my fault but it was partly my fault um and I literally had to sit and be like god help me forgive but also help me to say sorry and like I did and we've resolved it now which is all good but I remember reading that passage and being like, okay, God, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Um, but praying about it opens up your heart to forgive and be forgiven. But yeah, before we go on any more tangents, um, I mean, do you want to just pray to close and then we can wrap it up quickly? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Lord, I just, I thank you for um just being able to come and speak through these parables today i thank you that there's so many examples of parables in the bible and the things that jesus taught us lord um and that we've only named two today but i thank you for each of these and what you can teach us through it lord that you have this unconditional love for us this forgiveness over us lord and i just pray that we would also be able to extend this unconditional love and forgiveness to the people in our lives lord that we wouldn't harbor bitterness lord or um refuse our love to people lord but that in everything we do that we would be um your hands and feet showing people how much you love them lord through us loving them in jesus name amen amen bye see you next week or soon i don't know soon (laughs) bye